Hello and welcome to this podcast from the BBC World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the BBC World Service are supported by advertising. From the BBC World Service, Fall of the Shah, Episode 3, An Audience with the Ayatollah. October 13th, 1978. Following the terrible events of the Black Friday protests, the world wants to know, who is the Ayatollah Khomeini and what does he want? A young Canadian journalist travels to France to find out. The priest, the mullah, the ayatollah, Ruhollah Khomeini. What's on his mind amongst the infidels? Exiled from his native land? What are his intentions, his plans? His enemies clear enough, the Shah. Bringer of American money and women's votes, corrupter of mosque and bazaar, since 1963, Khomeini, a middle-aged mystic in Qom, has led the Great Revolt. Its price? Exile in Turkey and Iraq. Now, almost by whim, to France, Neuf-le-Château. A village overnight, a site of pilgrimage, as the world seeks out a story. To find instead a riddle. Christian, it's Carol. Hi, Carol. Well, listen, I have to be quick. I'm low in some teams. Uh, are you in Paris? I wish. His Holiness deplores the City of Light, so I'm in some suburb an hour out. Shadow, Glees, cobbled streets. Basically the location for a Jack Teddy movie. So, are you going to justify your expenses here? I have an incredible contact. Guy called Zadeg Godspade. You got enough cash to spell that out? <laughs> I'll wire it. He wears a three-piece suit, smokes a pipe, speaks flawless English, and is a member of the liberation movement of Iran. He's gold dust. Oh, if he's the interviewer, there's no way we can put this out. We need Khomeini. He says he can get me unique access to the Ayatollah. I'm going to ask some tough questions. This will be a major scoop. Look, I have to go. If you get us something by 3 p.m. our time, we might make it a slot on the 6 o'clock. Great, that's great. Five minutes of punchy stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, Khomeini up close. And Carol, no long names. The Ayatollah's day begins before dawn. Prayers, then letters from Iran, translated news reports. At seven, a breakfast of nuts, dried fruits, water. Ten to eleven more prayer, then interviews. The Ayatollah crosses from one residence to another greets his public, tall, unreadable face, dark brows, white beard, implacable, in turban and robes, barely acknowledging his supporters' cries. They throng to him, students, escapees from the Shah's prisons, intellectuals, priests, pilgrims. His is the power of the weak, rooted in obdurate force. 
like Martin Luther King on an Alabama bridge. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. I have to get through. Join the queue, sweetheart. Jack. Harold Bauman. You on news now. Who are we dealing with here? Some jumped up jerk off gatekeeper. The main he's kid. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Ahmad. Uh, Jack Wallen, uh, NBS News. I have my credentials here. Uh, we have an exclusive for 11 a.m. Uh, paperwork here. Uh, this is my team. Yes, Tom- uh, bonjour, mm-hmm. Guillaume Hollande, Le Monde. Uh, to have an audience with the Ayatollah Azizan. My father is currently resting and is not available for interviews. Oh, come on, fella. We've been in the rain here for two hours. We're slated to go out on the 6.30 slot. A no-show will not look good for your people. I am filing with him now. I've spent many weeks preparing. My father is a holy man, not a celebrity. Okay, hi there. When he is ready to speak, he will speak. He does not require Uh, I actually have an urgent meeting with Sadeg Godspaday. Your papers, madam? So that's my press credentials. These are my specified questions here. As I said, my father is tired. That's a shame, as I have a gift for him. Are you his son, Ahmed? I am one of his sons. This is not relevant. I am a great admirer of your struggle, and I think your father is a great, great man. I'm literally in Paris for today. Sadek said your father would value meeting me. If he's tired, we can keep it informal. What is your name? Carol. Come this way. Hey, why she prioritized? Can I suggest... You get somewhat professional to manage the media here! Can I suggest you get a better fixer, Jack? Wait a moment. Is that Mrs. Khomeini? They married when she was 15, right? My parents' marriage is an example to us all. 50 years. Uh, But this is gossip. I will fetch Sadek. Cover yourself. Sorry? Your hair is exposed. I'm sorry. Perhaps I'm being dim. Are we in a holy place? Ah, Here is a scarf. It is imperative no images reach Iran of the imam amongst impious women. Okay. Of course. Anything to meet the great man. Hey, no recording. It's just a wild trap. It's nothing. Hey, please don't touch that. It's my property. Madam, really, you must leave. Look, honestly, it's simply Atmos. It's nothing serious. You clearly cannot be trusted. Good morning, Miss Bowman. <laughs> Brother, this woman you have brought here is a liar. Excuse me? She is a journalist. Her vocation is, by necessity, a guileful one. I will escort her out. I'll handle her, Ahmed. Go bully the Westerners out there. You're good at that. This incident will be reported. Of course, everything is reported. You are not my father's spokesman. He cannot be spoken for by any man. I am one of his closest allies, Ahmed. You know that. Let me deal with this. I think the ladies learned her lesson. <laughs> so, the new Marta Gellhorn. <laughs> I wish. Morning, Sadek. <laughs> I find something irresistible about the woman journalist. Pencil behind ear, the use of wiles, not force. Thanks for bailing me out. Can we skip the sweet talk? I need to get something concrete to my team for 2 p.m., so, where do I do my interview? I guess we'll need about 30 minutes? I passed on your questions to His Holiness. He did not blanch at them. That's great to know. Um, is through here likely to stay quiet? Oh, <laughs> I am forgetting myself. Uh, we have not offered you any refreshments. Some um, tea, perhaps? No, no, I'm fine, thanks. Is he ready to receive me? I regret not. Excuse me? We have urgent news from Iran. 
I may not disclose details, you will understand, but it has disrupted the schedule. Tomorrow, however, looks promisingly Tomorrow? Clear. Tomorrow's way too late. You promised me access last night. I enjoyed our evening. Did you? Let me see him for five minutes at least. I thought we uh, clicked. Is that the phrase? Yes, I enjoyed the Blanquette de Vaux and the Pinot Gris. But I've crossed the Atlantic on a promise of a scoop here. Oh, you'll get that. The Ayatollah is the most important man in all the world right now. Then I have to see him today. Tomorrow means nothing in my trade. You know that, Sadek. I'm closer to the Ayatollah than any other here. I am perfectly capable of answering your questions. Over lunch, perhaps? I'm sorry, you don't quite cut it. I would have thought the key figure in his inner circle, a man trusted like a son, would suffice for your listeners. My listeners want to hear Khomeini himself. They want to know what he means to them, what it feels like to look him in the eyes. Is he a fraud? Is he a charlatan? Is he a dreamer or a doer? I intend to honor that. Then they may have to wait another day for their impertinent questions to be answered. Tomorrow I'll be in Toronto covering the Trudeau divorce. At least there I can do my job. God damn. No, you are profane. Okay, fine. I'll go. But can I at least convey to him this gift I brought at great expense? What's this? <laughs> I read somewhere it constitutes his sole indulgence. Eau de Cologne? Surely you know this contains alcohol and is therefore haram. It's pure rose water, halal, from Iran itself. Cost me a packet, too. Can I take it to him? The imam is, of course, incorruptible. As a token of respect. From an admirer. Remain here. Talk to no one. Record nothing. Okay, I can wait. I'm pretty good at waiting. It's a, it's a great, great honor to meet you. What are, what are your hopes for the country? What are your dreams? We are ready, Father. Oh, my God. My fellow Arabs, my fellow Shia, my brothers and sisters, I may be thousands of miles from you, but I hear of your courage. The Shah is the re-embodiment of the villainous Yazid, who viciously murdered the innocent Hussein at Kabbalah. One minute, Father. We are setting levels. I need some water. What are you doing? Are you a spy? No, 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 sorry. I, I'm just, I, I'm a journalist. Who let you in here? Where are your papers? Oh, oh sure. Um, here, uh, here, I have them here. You see? Carol Bauman. Who let you in? Oh, uh, Sadek. You're his latest conquest. Excuse me? I don't take kindly. I am Ibrahim Yazdi. How can I help you? Oh, well, I'm scheduled to speak with the Ayatollah. As you see, he is busy, and I suspect he will not wish to meet someone of your gender. Okay, and what's your role here? I am his strategist, shall we say. I thought Sadek was heading that. Sadek and I are old friends. We have shared exile in America. I have supported him gladly. He is a highly intelligent fellow, but he can be something of a fantasist. Now. I see. So, so you are the actual right-hand man. I am a chemist by training, Miss Bowman, a practical man. This humble villa is the site of a revolution. We have little money, no weapons, only the keen blade of the Ayatollah's truths, which we dispense to our countrymen and by which they are made brave. By these means, we will soon remove the Shah from his peacock throne and bring reason and right to our land. The sermon being recorded in there is our cruise missile. Am I talking too fast for you? No, that's very good, very clear. I lived in the United States for 20 years. Now, are we done? Let me show you out. No, no, one, one thing that 
puzzles me, is, if I may, is how you reconcile being such a, dare I say, modern sort of man, scientific, urbane, with, well, with a man who seems to be driven by the irrational. <laughs> that is, if I may say, a very Western distinction. You see religion here, science there, politics here, belief there, all in their neat little boxes. The lesson of the Ayatollah's resistance to tyranny is to embed one in the other, to create a seamless wholeness in life. Surely you believe God is a friend of the just? Now, I will escort you out. Come. No, I'm still waiting for my audience <sighs> with the Ayatollah. Sadiq's promises are well-meant, but not well-founded. He says he's as close to the imam as you can get. The imam is a very grave, serious person. <laughs> Do you imagine a jester such as Sadiq would claim his heart? Maybe he makes him laugh a little then. Why would he need to laugh? Ladies with me, Ibrahim. Oh, yes. It is entirely typical of you to have brought such a person into the imam's intimate quarters. Uh, Miss Bowman comes with an open mind and heart. Her news channel is heard again by millions globally. Again and again, globally. you divert the imam's Rather than energy. Rather my head, perhaps you might include me in your debates? What is this noise? What is this noise? We have disturbed the imam. There's too much noise. I cannot hear my thoughts. Our apologies, imam. We were just seeing this interloper out. This is the woman I spoke to you of. Carol Bauman. It's a great, great honor to meet you, sir. She speaks Farsi. Did I not say? I studied Persian literature as a minor, admittedly. A little rusty for sure. Uh, May I ask you some questions, sir? She is American? Canadian. I don't approve of American foreign policy, nor British for that matter. And I don't much like what I see at the Shah. Leave us, Yasti. Ensure my sermons reach our people by return of post. I entrust this task to you. I consider it a priority. Consider it done, Imam. Come. Bring us tea and some melon. Yes, Father. Please sit. Thank you. This is the woman who brought me a kind gift. She thought of your needs. I recognize the scent. It is from home. Yes, from Kashan, I think. Is it Kashan? Uh, Please, open it. The smell of my country, the river at Qom, cold in the cistern, where we washed our faces in the dawn before prayer. A very kind gift. I thank you. So, you have questions for me? Um, Here. They are typed here. Merci. Father, your tea. Thank you. Mm. I trust my questions are not impertinent. I will answer. Sadek will translate fully. Mm-hmm. I suspect I'll need that. My understanding is poor. Um, may I record this? No. You're right, only. No recording. Well, it w- okay, of course. Um, so my first question, Imam. What are your hopes for your country? What do you wish for Iran? My country suffers. My country burns. Such sickness only ceases with rough medicine. 
This suffering comes from our deviation from the path of true religion. We have embraced the cheap illusion of the West. Its sickness riddles us. We are overrun by heretics and barbarians. Now we will rid ourselves of these parasites like an infestation of fleas, and all will be well again. Translate. Iran is oppressed. The solution is to build a new society informed by our faith and values. You missed out quite a few nuances there. Natural losses as you move from one language to the other. Next question. Okay, okay. Um, What is your precise objection to the Shah's regime? What do you think of the Shah? The Shah. The Shah is a wounded dog. The Shah, who is not the Shah, but an imposter, is a puppet for the Jews and the Americans to leech Iran of its resources. The Shah should be tried and hung for corruption on earth. And he will be... Translate. So, um, okay. So the Shah is a bad apple. He is manipulated by foreign powers. He is guilty of corruption and will be held accountable. Next question. Sadek, you're filtering him, tidying him up. I am adjusting for tone a little, no more. Oh, thank you. Okay, fine. Um, uh, next question. What will be the exact role of Islam in the society that replaces the Shahs? She asks about Islam in the Republic. What does she know of it? <laughs> Very little. Nothing. Okay, I understood that. Fine. Tell me the difference between um, Sunni, Shia and Sufi. Or who was Abu Bakr? Outline the five pillars. Do you know any of these things? No, sure, that is a blind spot. You are in the presence of a man who has spent every hour of his 70 years on this earth reading the Sunnah, the Quran, and the Hadith. I know nothing in his presence. You know less than nothing. Okay, point absolutely taken. (coughs) Islam is the truth. There can be no conflict within the truth. Since the hidden imam disappeared from this earth, we have been in darkness. Government by those who have become learned in Islam will mean we have no need for votes, for the ideas of the ignorance. In such a realm, there is no room for conflict. Debate will wither away. Iran will become the greatest nation on earth. Others will follow our example. Translate. There is no contradiction between Islam and democracy. That is not what he said. That is not even close to what he said. He said there was no conflict in Islam. What if I happen to not believe in it? What if I am a Jew, a Christian, a Sunni? Please, your tone is offensive. What is she saying? I was asking what happens to the non-believers. This is not relevant to Iran. What about, say, the Baha'is? Carol, you do not ask that. And that's my next question. What about the women? Many of my listeners are working women. They vote, they drive cars, they have families. They choose not No, to... you're going too far. What does she say? What is she asking? What do you see as the role of women in your revolution? She asks about women. Oh. 
Women are vital to our revolution. As mothers, as sisters, as dutiful wives, they prepare homes of peace and comfort for our fighters. They will be as Fatima was with Ali. Zainab to the Prophet, discreet, respectful, modest. Women are vital to our cause. Yeah, I got that. More modesty, right? She interrupts you now. She is a woman's liberationist. She is disrespectful. How might a woman such as myself fare in your new society? She is asking how she would fare in our revolution. Is she Iranian? This is not relevant. We see women in Iran now. They wear makeup. They wear short skirts. They are judges. They drive cars. They are like women in Canada. What happens to these women? We have to leave it there. He's angry. I'd like an answer to my question. You have had your answer. Do not provoke him. Nobody who is full of faith and virtue should fear our revolution. The harlot, the shrew, the scold may have something to fear, perhaps, but they will be educated into the right way. I am tired. Mm -hmm. I must retire. Sadeh, I am disappointed in you bringing this troublemaker here. Imam. So, Father, did you enlighten the American? (laughs) So he does laugh. He was kindly and generous with you. Let's go. Well, thank you for that. I guess I have my scoop. Truly, you surprise me, Carol. I didn't see you as quite so naive. Excuse me? You Westerners want the world to be a replica of your world at any cost. You like the Shah because he mimics you. You see a few fancy ladies or the Shah Banu in a French dress. You read about his progressive policies. This is window dressing. Women are not free in Iran now. No one is free. If they may not vote, if they are tortured for any criticism, you think that is freedom? Maybe that's how it feels as a man. Go to Tehran. The streets are full of women fighting for change. And some wear chadors and some Levi's and they march together and they know that these are small matters. That the revolution is bigger than that. No, he knows. Nobody knows what's coming here, do they? Including you. Let me drive you back to Paris. Hmm? Let's have dinner. (laughs) This is just the beginning. Every day we stay here, every day the world comes to us, we weaken the Shah. We are winning the battle of propaganda hands down. And uh, whatever you make of the Ayatollah, he is an old man. He is a figurehead. When we win, and we will win, he will make way and there will be true freedom. (laughs) You think this is what I want? Women in the dark and priests in control? Not at all. We will lead this revolution, and I guarantee you there will be democracy and justice and human rights for all. Great days are coming. You can be a witness to that. You're almost convincing me. Well, I believe your belief, at least. You will go back to Canada and move on to your next scoop, and this will be nothing to you. I will be nothing to you. No, no, this is exciting me. I know I want to see this thing through. What's going on here is 
Well, extraordinary. So tell our story straight, and I will guarantee you a ringside seat. <laughs> Forget Pierre Trudeau or Jimmy Carter. Here, this is history right here. The Ayatollah speech today will change the course of events. I guarantee it. This is your only story. My fellow Iranians, my fellow Shia, my brothers and sisters, I may be thousands of miles from you, but I hear of your courage, your losses, every one of your sufferings. We are so near now. Every day, the Shah grows weaker. Every life lost is another life enlisted for us. Now we must grow braver and more extreme. We must finish the job. I ask you to down tools in your workplace. Refuse your job. Cease your studies. Close your store. Disobey every day and every night this wicked regime. Bring the country to a halt. Then see it fall like a paper palace. And then I will return, and I will return our nation to a purity and greatness never seen on this earth. Every night, stand on your roofs and open your windows and cry out with all your hearts, God is great! God is great! Then you will see the palaces tumble, the soldiers tremble, and the Shah fall. Imagine a siege. The invaders camped outside a walled town, waiting for the starving inhabitants to concede. This is a modern siege. The army of the revolution halfway across the earth from the Shah's walled citadel. The Ayatollah, a sign of God, lightning on a mountaintop. The massed clouds of a coming storm, waiting, waiting, waiting to release its deadly rain. Next time on Fall of the Shah. Protests against the Shah and his allies begin to escalate. What in the heck is happening? Blow in your seat, sir. Take this! Flies on bad meat. Pimples on a dog's privates. Hey. Uh, try not to hurt anybody! Uh, let the sailor pay for their sin. Soldiers are scared, the generals are confused, the police are in hiding. This is no time for careful driving, Ambassador. Fall of the Shah is a BBC World Service podcast written by Steve Waters. In episode three... Carol Bauman was played by Claire Corbett, Sadeh Gopsadeh by Philip Arditi, and Ebrahim Yazdi was Paul Shahidi. 
The Ayatollah Khomeini was Selva Rasalingam. Ahmad, Ronnie Duty, and the American journalist was David Seddon. The narrator was Diana Rigg. Original music was written by Ganvar Kalegi, and the sound designer was Caleb Knightley. Fall of the Shah was directed by Mark Beebe. <laughs>